Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Who Moved My Back In podcast. I'm your host, Clyde Tammy, and I go by That Girl Tammy on all socials. Today, I was joined by Chinelo Awa, who is the founder of Good Cake Day Company, a company that was dubbed the best tasting brownies in the world by Reader's Digest. Good Cake Day Company also specialized in cakes for all occasions, including birthdays, weddings, baptism, anything you might need a cake for. And currently they have a campaign which is called A Thousand Tins of Love, which is a campaign to feed 14,700 children who are at risk of hunger in the UK. The way they're doing this is for every purchase of the Valentine's Day gift set, they donate five pounds to Magic Breakfast and five pounds roughly feed 14 children. The current goal is to feed 14,700, which is about a thousand tins of love. In this episode, Chinelo and I discussed leaving our jobs, our full-time jobs, to pursuing our businesses full-time, how race has also affected our businesses in terms of Black Lives Matter, and Chinelo also dropped some gems on how she has managed to get so much media press onto her business and her move from baking in her house to moving into a commercial kitchen, which she has done this year during the COVID era. So I hope you enjoy the episode. In the beginning, Chinella explains how the Thousand Tins of Love campaign came about. Here it is. I keep calling it a campaign, which makes me think like it's a presidential campaign. It's not, but it's just, <laughs> it's just like campaigning. Um, but yes, running a Valentine's Day campaign and tying that in with a um, fundraising campaign is something I I haven't done before. Yeah, The food parcels that were provided by the government's agency, well, contractor yeah. to um, children who are, you know, below or on the poverty line. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I think the big thing for me was, or the biggest trigger was just the the tuna in the coin bag. And I just thought, you lot are actually moving mad. You're actually moving mad. So for 30 pounds, you know, it's one thing if, you know, we're all in the middle of a war, a different kind of war because we are in a war, <laughs> war against COVID. But you know what I mean? It's a different thing if, you know, it's wartime, the troops are out and we're rationing. Mm-hmm. And then that is, oh my gosh, you know, in that context, that could be, oh, you know, this is actually something, oh my gosh, we actually got tuna. But we're not in a war. <laughs> we're not rationing. Um, and yeah, it's, you're being paid 30 quids. So I just think, um, yeah. They were being paid more than 30 pounds. I mean. Because they have their own fees on top, right? And providing, so we're basically talking about the, in case people haven't like caught on, we're basically talking about the, the, um, the skill mills while schools are closed because the government decided that the schools were not going to be open for those kids. So they're going to be providing them with this food parcels, which is 30 pounds a week. But what actually came out was there were less than five pounds. And my thing is who thought, who sat down and thought, yeah, no, this is a good idea. Yeah, this is enough. Like who actually looked at it and said, no, no, that's good. 
It's just because um, I followed it on. It started with um, on last week, Monday. No, two weeks ago. Time is flying. Uh, two weeks ago, Monday. I woke up and for some reason I went on Instagram. It's not really the best way to start the day, but that's what I did. And I followed this lady called Kelechi Okafo. Yeah. And she she had her tweets on her Instagram stories. So I sort of followed to to Twitter to see what was going on. And then I went on Twitter and she was um, not tagging, but she mentioned Jack Monroe, who was going through these, people were sending her all these pictures. And I spent my morning on Jack Monroe's page and I just thought, are you actually kidding me? You know, this is Jack Monroe? Yeah, so she's a lady who... A few years ago, I think she became fam- well. She became famous, as it were, for um, being able to feed her family on a really, really tight budget. Okay. So she used to do these. I don't remember the actual amount, but it was a, a relatively small amount, and it was sort of like, for instance, for example, maybe nine pound meals or something like that. Um, and ever since then, she's been campaigning against, you know, food poverty in the country. So now she really is a campaigner. Um, and so people were sending her um, all these pictures of food parcels. And so I was on her page just looking at all these things. And, you know, parents tweeting and saying, this is horrible. And then at the same time, you see people going, oh, really? You're so poor, you can't feed your family, but you can afford a smartphone to tweet on Twitter. And I just thought, what what is this hatred for poor people? I mean, what is what what is this? What is this hatred for? I don't even like the word poor people, to be honest, but what is this hatred for people who have less than you and this distrust for people who don't who say that they are struggling? What is this need to invalidate people's claim that they are struggling and make out that if someone is if someone says I can't feed my family we now have to scrutinize their life you know it's 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 very akin to victim blaming someone says mm-hmm. oh, something bad has happened to me rather than look outwards and say what is causing this thing that is happening to you the response just too often seems to be well why are you broke? I guess you didn't spend your, you, you overspent. You're spending your money on drugs, which is how we got here in the first place because some MPs apparently got together and said, oh, we need to stop giving the food vouchers because the parents are, use, are exchanging the vouchers for money that they're spending on drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. That's how we got here in the first place. And I just think, what is this? It's 30 pounds. I just feel like, it's 30 pounds. It's actually 30 pounds. It's not, and for a lot of people, that's a lot of money. But for a lot of people as well, 30 pounds is not, I mean, you could go to Nando's and you will blow 45 pounds. Of course, easy. On one <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that is just your, and Nando's is not even, Nando's is not even the most expensive restaurant out there. So what is this thing about policing people because, you know, they say they're struggling. I'm using the word they say because it's something, because people would say, oh, you know, I have a problem. Can you help me? And rather than go, oh, let's look into how we can help. It's usually this mistrust of people who are struggling. But at the same time, and whilst that is happening, there is this obsession with people who are deemed rich. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if a rich person came out and said something, it's usually taken at face value. We give we give the benefit of the doubt to people who are rich, and we just tend to distrust people who are poor or we assume that if you're poor and struggling you're lazy mm. and on drugs mm. and that's how you got there um i i just find it i find it sick to be honest i just think it's ridiculous and so when i saw this two weeks ago i already had my valentine's day campaign as it were um marketing campaign in this context ready you know i had planned it it was going to be very bridgeting focused because i like the rest of the world apparently um (laughs) binged on bridgeting and you know had the whole i burn for you cookies and it was really going to be this whole thing where i was going to spam the duke pretty much and um (laughs) it was going to be about um you know, that whole steamy, I burn for you, kind of, it's love, let's, you know, go there and do this. And then I saw this on Monday and I just thought, we're going to have to change the whole campaign. Yeah. And so on Tuesday, I saw it on Monday, I made up my mind on Tuesday that I was going to do this. And so Wednesday to Sunday, mm-hmm. I contacted Magic Breakfast because Jack Monroe said she was donating all her speaking um, speaking fees to Magic Breakfast. So that's how I found out about them, that, you know, they give free breakfast to children. So Wednesday morning, I called Magic Breakfast because I needed to understand, you know, how, how they worked, you know, what was their, as it were, business model. Um, also on their website, they had this very <laughs> wild claim that they were feeding one child for 34p. And I just thought, uh, yeah, let's look into let's talk this. Talk about it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the government just gave a whole bunch of people <laughs> tuna in uh, a coin bag for 30 quid. So I don't know how you're giving anybody breakfast for 34p. So I called them up and, yeah, they're giving, they're giving kids a breakfast and not, not like one i don't even know what is 34p these days uh but it's you know they get a bagel they get cereal it's either oats or um another sort of um what yeah cereal so they have partnerships with companies like quaker and they donate the oats to them for free um and they have similar partnerships with other cereal manufacturers. Then they have this special blend um, bagels that are very high in vitamins, nutrients, and it's a combination of wholemeal and um, white bread, white meal. So it's a combination of those two to give a really nutritious breakfast. Then the kids also get um, a bottle of this Tropicana, 50% less sugar, orange juice or fruit juice and that's in keeping with you know government guidelines is actually going above and beyond government guidelines because the guidelines say you can actually have 100% juice if it's with um with the meal and it's not had sort of every single time of the day Mm -hmm. um so that's a full balanced breakfast and the schools provide the condiments and um spreads and things like that and they also they also provide advice to the schools on portion sizes and you know what would be healthy for the kids so it's quite a lot for 34p and the 34p as well doesn't just cover 
the food. It also includes the support they give to schools because they work okay. with schools across the country. And so they have to help them, you know, navigate how we're going to distribute it and all of that. So they get involved. It's a really hands-on service that they provide to the schools. And recently, I think last, last well, I'm saying last month, we just started the year. So quite recently, um, there are 500 schools who are part of another um, government free school meals program. But the funding for that program has run out. So now those 500 schools are now reliant on Magic Breakfast for free school meals, um, which... You know, when I found out, I went, well, this is why this campaign is even more important because, you know, the need is growing. And so my second question for them was, okay, this is great that you're able to do this for 34p. How everything, it just seemed to me like this was happening in the context of a school setting. So I thought, okay, we're, we're not in school anymore. Um and so how are you providing for kids who are learning at home or learning from home? And they said, well, Amazon UK have come on board as a partner and they now distribute the meals to the people's homes for free. So they're reaching people in their homes, providing these nutritious breakfasts every week. And now with these new 500 schools, that's a whole lot more children that are relying on their services. So whilst to me, you know, a target of 14,750 is wild. And I, I know it's, I mean, when I do the maths, to be honest, it doesn't make sense for me because I'm a new kid on the block. I mean, my business, <laughs> this is my first year running the business full time. I'm finding my feet it's a wild thing for me to do, but I just think, A, if not me, who? And B, let me just aim for it, right? We may not make it, right? We, we may not make it to 14,750, but um, we just might. So right? what is the 14, what is the campaign? So the campaign is to raise 14,700, well, I say 750, to raise 14,700 meals for, to donate to Magic Breakfast. Um, and that's the equivalent of the sale of 1,000 um, gift sets because I'm donating five pounds from the sale of every gift set to Magic Breakfast. Um, and so that was how I started the campaign. I said, look, for every gift set we sell for Valentine's Day, I'll donate five pounds. Five pounds gives 14 point something, so the equivalent right. of 14 meals, which means that by the time we get on to, let's say, three, it starts to pile up. So it's no more 14 times three. It's probably about an extra two because it's 14.7. Yeah. Um, and so that was how I started. And then people started buying the gift sets the first week. And then this lady wanted to buy it for her partner but he's vegan and I don't do vegan brownies or vegan anything. And so she went, Oh, um, she'd really like to support the campaign, but you know, she can't buy a gift set. What can she do? And literally after reading her email, I went on my website and I created a donate option. So you can just donate directly to the campaign. Um, without having to buy a gift set. And then you can also choose how many breakfasts you want to give because now there's nothing tied. So you can donate five pounds, 20 pounds, 40 pounds, whatever. And it's just purely for the campaign. And two things happened with that. A, 
I considered a way where, you know, you, you create a, you go on this GoFundMe and you create an actual campaign page and then um, link it to the website. And it was beyond my technical know-how. Um, so I had to do it as a, it's almost like you're buying a gift card. So that's how my website would let me just put something random there for you to just buy. That's not a physical product. But I then realized that in order to do that, I would have to pay a processing fee. So if someone paid five pounds, my website would d- deduct whatever, maybe like 50 pounds, 50p off of that. So I have to top up. And it was when I realized that that was what I would have to do and that I was still willing to do it, that's when I realized that this campaign is actually more important to me than just the sale of my brownies, if that makes sense. So I'm calling it the 1,000 Tins of Love campaign because it's uh, my very cheesy way. I'm calling it, you know, we're making love count this Valentine's Day. And it's about whilst you're with your loved ones, um, munching on brownies and eating cookies and all of that. And whilst you're doing that, you're also helping someone else because that your one purchase is actually feeding 14 people. Um, well, 15 plus you and your part. Yeah, we get what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just, and you know, when I first started the campaign, it was really serious and I was like donning this black, I felt like I was Black Panther. Not Black Panther, was the, yeah, it's Black Panther, the Black Panther movement, but you were all black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah your hair's up, like, it's out, and I look so serious. It's just like, you know, there's that, la, la. And then yesterday, I did this really fun, I thought it was fun. It's just this fun video to let people know that, look, you know, don't get it twisted. Because sometimes, you know, if there's a charity movement attached to something or a charity arm to a campaign, people think, oh, yeah, the product itself may be a bit rubbish. And it's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted, people. My stuff is banging. Like, I, yeah. those prices are legit. You know, I am literally choosing to make a loss of something that is worth more than I'm charging for it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I put, I'm very extra. I'm one of those people who, <laughs> yesterday I sent my cousin a picture of, um, how I'm packaging the cookies that I go in with the brownies. And she just said, what's in there? I went, oh yeah, it's a cookie. It looks like a freaking engagement ring box. And that's because I tend to, I do everything. Because you want the whole uh, experience, yeah. don't you? You yeah. want, it's not I just think... about the cookie for you. It's, I... it's the experience that comes with it. <clears throat> it's that bit of, okay, yeah. It's a freaking cookie but okay whatever it's i'm still gonna wrap it in a bow and put it in a nice luxury gray box because because i can because yeah. i can so you know i just have to set the record straight that okay guys <laughs> just because i'm coming to you all black panther and say let's feed the kids don't think <laughs> like you're doing me a favor you are actually getting something good okay you just happen to be doing good whilst you're doing it and the campaign was going to happen with or without this, you know. Yeah. I had a sexy campaign planned and now I've had to 
try and find a balance between because now I can't be all steamy because that's just weird. It's like, oh yeah, sexy. Feed <laughs> the children. Oh, I burn for you. Feed the children. That is wild. <laughs> that is very confusing to people. <laughs> it's very, really confusing. I just really shouldn't be, you know, how you do stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I thought I needed to set the record straight. I just let people know that, you know, it, you're actually getting really good stuff. So I think this week and next, next week is the last week of campaigning. Um, I think this week and that is going to be a bit more lighthearted, if that makes sense. And just because I still have the serious video and we now have 2,300 views or something interesting like that, which right. is a lot to humble me because, you know, like I said, I'm new to this game. Um, but it, it's it's good and I've had people really sort of take it upon their shoulders to keep sharing on their pages and just create awareness. People tend to think about Valentine's Day when we enter the week before, literally. Exactly, which, is, which is next week. Like yeah. next week is actual Valentine's shopping week. Mm-hmm. And I need to remember what I said, which was that the first week last week was really about creating awareness because no one knew what I was planning. Heck, I didn't know what I was planning. This is not what I planned. When I sat down and planned 2021, this is not what I had in mind. Mm. So I actually need to give people time to keep seeing this over and over again and to ingest it and go, Ooh, okay, when I get to the point when I'm considering what to do for Valentine's, there is this thing I can do. Also, payday is this week. I mean, there are just so many things that, Rational Chinelo knows. Emotional and uh, at the time, hormonal Chinelo was just like, they're not buying. Nobody loves me. And I get a hit target. (laughs) But you know what? I I feel like, like, as a maker, we all go through that. We all go through this because you have that moment in your head where you're like, this is going to bang. This is like the best thing ever. This is going to work. And then you put it out to the world and then you get crickets and you're like, did I get this wrong? What, what was I thinking? But you just have to keep pushing. You just have yeah. to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And people, it, it, it's one of those things that people say, no one's going to love your business as much as you. I know. That, that's sad. the reality of it. But, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that people are not going to support it. You just have to show them what it can do for them. You know yeah. what I mean? Because for them, it's not this emotional tie that we have to our businesses. To them, it's like, care. okay, what, what can I get from this? Do you know what I mean? It's, how can you help me? Yeah, you love your business. Good for you. <laughs> but <laughs> And where I love my kid doesn't mean I'm babysitting yours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I personally, when I saw this campaign, I was like, this is like a fantastic campaign. I love the name of it, like the Thousand Tins, thousand tins of Love campaign. I thought that was so cool. But what actually caught me, what, what caught my eye was the red and gold. Oh. That, that's what caught my eye because I think it's the brightness of it. So if you see, you immediately stop and you're like, what's this? And it's like in a little puzzle. So you're just like, what's this? Oh. So, so the gold that you have on there, is that edible gold spray or... It's uh so there are two there are two versions of the cookie. There's the one which is it's just edible gold paint. Hmm. Then the second one, like I said, extra. The second one is 
24 carats edible gold leaf extra so extra but um and it, and that that that's the one that is really really bright because it's it's gold it's mm. actual gold um and yeah completely edible so you just sit down like yeah just eating gold for breakfast and i feel like it's it's a great idea because right now people are not going anywhere for valentine's day all right we're all locked in so we have to go extra you actually have to be extra this year what are you doing for val's day well you know i think i'm just gonna um, yeah it's gonna yeah. be um flowers in it's gonna be mns two for literally <laughs> You know what? If MS are smart, this is the year they're gonna make a killing with that dining for 30 pounds that they do. When did you start my good cake day? Um so good cake day started 20 well it was I registered the company in 2016. Yeah. Uh, on the 21st of December, just before Christmas. So obviously did nothing in terms of marketing. Um but the journey started two years before. I had just gotten my first job in a law firm and it was, it should probably have been a sign when I just started a job and I started thinking of a way out because <laughs> I just thought, oh, you know, I have a friend and a cousin who have businesses and they had started their businesses a few years before and they were really passionate about this. And at the time I didn't have anything I was passionate about. I mean, I like to go into the theatre, but it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to fall on the stake for theatre. Yeah. It's a bit extreme. Um, and so I started thinking, oh, you know, I'd like to have a business. And I also started to think about what I wanted out of life. I was like, I was thinking, oh, I want to be a mother, but I want to be present. I also want to work because, I mean, they say until you have kids, you don't really know what kind of mom you are. But I'm just thinking, I think I know myself enough to know that I would pull my hair out if I have to just stay at home. It's not my calling. Um, I also grew up seeing my mom work. So all I know that women do is that women work and they run stuff. That's my reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started to think about that. But I wanted that flexibility of being able to be as present as possible. And I just thought a career in law wasn't going to give that to me. And so I started to think, you know, what sort of business could I do Mm. and I concluded that I don't really I'm not really good at anything else or at least I didn't have anything else that I could do so I thought but I like cake this is my thought process I like cake and I have a pretty good idea of what a good cake should be so I thought oh I'll just go and learn how to make some cakes and then I discovered how much cake decorating classes are I thought So I did some research online for, you know, online classes. And I found this website called Craftsy. Mm. And they, at the time, had this cake decorated in bundle with this American company called Wilson. And I paid, it was about £35 for four comprehensive courses on how to make a cake. So just making a good cake, basic buttercream decoration, basic fondant decoration, and then... Uh, royal icing so it was a comprehensive package and I started and coincidentally I was going to the states um, a few months after so I went to America and I bought all this stuff that they recommended 
in the course and came back and just continued. And that was how I started the journey also shortly afterwards. I, it's going to sound weird, but then I discovered YouTube. I know that YouTube existed. I was aware of that much, but yeah. YouTube as a learning portal was new to me. And so I, um, and so I, say using YouTube as well as Craftsy and I spent two years learning at the time I was uh, on a work visa which meant that I couldn't set up my business and then I thought you know what's the best use of my time I could just defer it and say you know when I'm able to set up the business I would then you know register log in and do all of that or I could just spend the two years learning how to make a cake and so that's what I did. I spent two years learning how to make a cake. I didn't even spend that much time decorating as much or learning how to decorate properly. That's really started after I launched the business. I used YouTube and Craftsy to learn how to decorate. And then yeah. after that, I registered my business 21st of December, 2016. Then 2017, um, I was using this, I was, a well, I don't know how to phrase it, but there's this organization called uh, Business Launchpad, and they offer free business services to children, children, entrepreneurs between the ages of 16 and 30. And so I was using their services whilst I was learning um, mm-hmm. and before registering my business. And then in 2017, they introduced this crowdfunding for their businesses um, in their network, and it was for social enterprises and when at the time of starting Good Cake Day, and I still do this to, to date, I was I decided to give free birthday cake to children in an orphanage in Nigeria. So every month we give a birthday cake. Really we donate nice. a birthday cake. Thank you. We donate a birthday cake to them. So I have a partner in Nigeria who she makes all the cakes and um, gives it to them. So on the basis of that, I then crowdfunded, and that was actually how I got my, my first mixer. And yeah, so that was 2017 was the first year of actual trading and now we're in 2021. So we're just, just over three years old. Um, And for the first two years, I was running a business part-time. It was actually wild. So when did you start doing um, this full-time? I started last year in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I handed in my notice September. Yeah. September 4th. So we, we got into, you know, COVID happened. Mm. And then I told my boss that I was going to work from home. Um, and I, I said, he, he's much older than me. And he was trying to tell me that, trying to explain to me that, you know, he's vulnerable and he's coming in. And I went, well, okay. I'm the last one in my line. My cousin, till today, she just, I can't believe you said that. I said, well, yeah. You know, my mother died. I'm the only one left. I'm an only child. So if I fall ill and I have COVID, my line is going to finish, which is such a Nigerian thing. You actually said that. What did did you say? (laughs) You didn't have a comeback. You didn't have... Like, my cousin actually reminded me that this is what I said to my boss. I told him, my line will die with me. (laughs) Is this what you want for my lineage to just stop here? It's like, okay, you clearly have other people who are going to continue your line if you die. This is 
It ends with me. I don't have kids. I'm not married. My lineage will die if I have COVID. And I kid you not, I didn't go back in. I really didn't. <laughs> I just can't believe you said that. <laughs> I just, I just, I, yeah, I, I just, I think I got, because I was given the logical arguments, right? Oh, I have bronchitis. Oh, you know, it's, a, and he was still having comebacks. So I just went, do you know what? My lineage would actually die. <laughs> so, yeah. So was so was this in September or was this before no, September? So this was in this was in March, March April, right? Yeah. Which is when April. everyone started working from home. To be fair, yeah, because I was in the construction in I worked in the construction industry and they were exempt, right? right. So it was a it was very much a well you know the offices stayed open. And I was like, yeah, well, my lineage be died, so no, I'm not coming in. I can't die. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> So I started working from home and I started to actually notice that, you know, I suppose from like May, things were slowly picking up a bit and I was struggling to balance both because I was now sort of working both of them at the same time, full time. Um, And then we got into June uh, what was it? June, July, August, September, October, November. Yeah. So June, we had the, it's not so much, what's the word? Is it the resurgence or at least the global recognition of the Black Lives Matter movement? Right, yeah. And so the whole Black Squares on the 2nd of June and my social media started blowing up. Um, Do you know why? It, it was it was directly related to the Black Lives Matter. Is it because movement. people realized they was a black owned business? Yes. Or were you campaigning like the oh, black? I, was, I didn't even. I was ashamed to say I didn't even know what was going on. I think the day before, I saw Rihanna had said, "We ain't selling nothing. We ain't buying nothing. Pull up." And I went, "Who's pissed off, Sister Rihanna?" <laughs> I'm like, "Sis is facts. Who's?" I just. Because, you know, she'd said the whole pull-up thing, I think, in her last awards. And it yeah. was like, you know, tell your friends to pull up. You know, you yeah. can't just be out here going, oh, yeah, I have a black friend, whatever. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, someone else had vexed Rihanna. <laughs> and she was just out here on these streets. Because she had the black square as well. So I just thought, mm, girl, okay, okay. And I kept it stepping. I really did. So like, I knew about the shoot. So it wasn't that I knew about, you know, the shooting, not shooting, the, I knew about the murder. I knew all of that had happened, but I didn't know that there was now this decision that we're going to black out our squares. And so June the 2nd came, and I just, you know, carried on with life. And then I started to notice that something was different about this day. <laughs> and then I sort of read into it, read up about it and I put out a post and it was pretty much me just sharing that for the first few years of my business I made the intentional decision to hide the fact that I was black so I wouldn't sort of put my hands in pictures I wouldn't you know and and my name is very I mean it doesn't get more generic than good cake thing honestly it could be owned by a robot it's just it's a cake company we make good cake and we're here to give you a good cake day and for lack of a better, it sounds like a white company. It has that 
it has a whitish name to it, sound, which I don't know how that sounds, but it is what it is. And that's the truth. You know, it, it just does. It sounds, if you hear the name, you think, without even thinking about it, you think, oh, yeah, this is a white company, right? Um, and do, you, so, do you think you did that intentionally or? Well, no, because the name came more from, the, the name wasn't tied to that rationale. It came, so I'm Christian and it was very much a prayer thing and, okay, what should we call this company and what's what are we going to be about? And I really wanted to, at the time I hadn't put, that into words but I really wanted to make people feel special and loved and what I now call the blush manifesto but at the time I just really wanted to bring love and joy into people's lives with what I was doing and so good cake day was sort of this thing of you have you have uh you receive something from us and it makes you have a good cake day like a cake has come in and your day is good because of the cake Mm -hmm. so that was the name it just happens to fit into a very white stereotype in terms of business name um but what was intentional was after recognizing that this name could belong to anybody i then went out of my way to let people believe that maybe it was owned by a white person and it just so happened that at the time my circle of friends close friends was predominantly white and so when we start thinking about my initial customers and so customer photos it just happened to be a lot of white people with their cakes and you know my wedding cakes and everything so it just sort of created this lie <laughs> um or omission. Um, I mean, you know, if you searched hard enough, you would find out. But if you just, you know, if you did no research, you would think, well, you know, it was owned by a white company. But obviously it didn't work because somebody found out that was black and told the people that be. Um, and so when Black Lives Matter came and, what was it? Blackout. What, what did we call? Blackout Tuesday, I think. Blackout Tuesday. I'm sorry, Blackout. Yeah. I, think, I think it was Blackout Tuesday, right? I think so. Or am I um, making that up? When that happened, I said, you know, I just said, I shared, I shared that experience and just a few things. I can't remember. I still haven't really read it or responded to any comments on the, that post. But what really struck me and made it really sad for me was the number of people writing back and saying, just like you said now, I did the same thing. And I just thought, this is madness. Because it's one thing to do something alone, something like this alone, and just think, oh, this is a me thing, right? But when other people say, no, 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 it's not just you. We're all in this, we're all out here (laughs) hiding who we are because we're afraid that if we're honest about who we are, people will not buy from us. It's it's, It's quite similar to you know, that fear that people who can't afford to feed their children feel, you know, just that thing of, if I come out and say that, the shame or people will not believe me. And I just thought, this is actually mad. Um, And I've still not been able to deal with that, you know, Mm. like respond to comments or things, because it's just, I don't know, my brain, I I just find it quite a lot. Um, And so I sort of left Instagram that day and just sort of carried on. And that I then came back, I think, towards the end of the day or the day after. And we had gone from about 
5,000 followers to close to 7,000 followers. Amazing. Um, and then I stay having, it's a bit ironic, but um, <laughs> I stay getting a lot of, um, you know, like white followers who were trying to support black owned businesses. Already though, my demographic was already quite black, white to start with. So it was um, quite interesting. Um, but you know, and I didn't really know what to do with all these people because I just thought, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do now with everyone here. But it was nice. And then business started to grow. And it sort of coincided with Father's Day, which was the beginning of my setting wild target, set myself the target of selling 40 boxes for Father's Day. And I didn't, I could not for the life of me see how we could do it. I was selling two every few weeks. Um, we sold 74. And I just thought, oh, snap. But then I thought it was a fluke. I just thought, well, you know, we had this whole Blackout Tuesday and that, you know, people were, I just thought, yeah, people are just feeling guilty. And so, yeah, it's like guilt purchase, right? Whatever. It's not going to last. And then my workplace called and then they put me on furlough. So I, again, I just thought, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I'm now on furlough. Oh. <laughs> And my family went, are you mad? That's so embarrassing, though. I was put on follow. And then um, after, with that, I sort of just spent time building the business, right? And then in September, seeing how things were going, and I just had to make that faith call, as it were, of, look, am I going to go back? Or am I going to... Am I going to give this a shot? Am I just going to try? Let's just see what's going to happen, right? Yeah. So I did. I had no idea. My bank account definitely was not banging. And I said, yeah, I'm not coming back. I'm going to try and do this full time. I'm going to try and run this business. And so I handed in my notice in September and then... Christmas came along and now I set a second target. I said, okay, do you know what? If we sold, I set a target of 44 Father's Day and we did 74. Okay. I wasn't bold. I just said, well, you know, let's try and do between 100 and 150 for Christmas, right? Because, um, yeah, just going off of past experience, we did over 250. And then I That's went... Great. Thank you. I was just like, you should have seen me in Selfridges. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it rain. <laughs> I really you did. get a bag, you get a bag, you this get a bag. Is, that is literally what I did for my family. I just went in. It was the day that Boris announced that, oh, you know, everything's going to be shut down. So I just got into the taxes, like, take me to Selfridges. Yeah. And I just went, it was one of those moments where, Oh, I just felt so happy with my life because I wasn't asking for prices. I was just like, oh, I want that one. I was, I was Listen, like, we yeah, all want... like aspire to that level. Yeah. That you, I know, right? you, you look like, at something, you're like, that's what I want. 
Yeah. I was like, yes, I want that boy. I went to Germ alone. And then after the lady finished showing me the perfumes and I said, oh, I want this one. She went, so that'll be the 45 mil. And I was like, sorry, why are we assuming that I want the small bottle? I want the big one. Give me the big size. Uh, yeah. So we'll talk about that another day. The assumption that I wanted the small bottle. But you, you know. know what? If Since we like kind of talked about Black Lives Matter like earlier, I think this all ties into it. This all ties in into that whole thing that because I'm black, yeah, you think that one the smaller one. Why didn't you ask me which size I want? Why do you not think exactly. I can afford the bigger one? Why wasn't it a question? Why wasn't it a question? Why was it a oh so you be? You why know, did you just assume that one the smaller one? Why? Why? Because I ended up balling that day. I think I bought because I got I got one for myself, one for my cousin two for my cousins. So I have two cousins and then my auntie. So I got like four things from Drew Malone that day. And I just thought, anywho, because I was just walking around with my big bags of Joe Malone anyway. So I was like, you know what? It's a shame that you're, if you get commission, you get this commission. But, you know, it was really great. It was a really great Christmas. And then um, that then took me into 2021 when I decided, I mean, for Valentine's Day, I wasn't feeling that bold. I really was on a, yeah, a hundred, like, you know, let's just sell a hundred gift sets. I'm not trying to change the world until I decided to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's sort of a run of the mill journey of, you know, going from part-time, you know, working, starting a job at 8.30, leaving the house at six, um, coming home, baking, an hour and a half commute, working till like 3 a.m. It, it was mad. It, was it is mad. a lot. So since COVID, well, obviously it was very, very bold for you to and brave to go full-time during COVID. But I think a lot of time, a lot of people right now think these times are very uncertain and they are very uncertain. Um, but I made the same decision as you. Like in November, I decided to go full-time, quit my job, do the full-time. People, I feel like people are scared for you because they probably won't make the same decision. Yeah, I'm just like I, I'm, I'm confident in my hustle. Like I'm fine with it. I'll, I'll do it. If it doesn't work, I'll look for a job. Do you know what I mean? But was, what I, what I, sorry, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that was the place I had to come to. The you know, if it doesn't work out, I'll get a job. Yeah. And yeah, times are hard right now, but I don't know. I always believe that no matter what happens, God got me. Yeah. Like literally, I, I have that much faith in God that I'm just like, if I make this, before I make any big decisions, I always have a sit down conversation with God. Like, this is what I want to do. Are we on the same page? Like, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> but what I wanted to ask you was, so do you think, in COVID, your business has actually done better than it did before COVID. Oh, definitely. Why do you think that is? Um, For me, it's been a combination of things. I think it really did start with um, the Black Lives Matter resurgence. So Blackout Tuesday was really the beginning of my pivot. I hate that word now so much, but (laughs) it it was the beginning of my pivot because... When I, I think when I saw the people, um, and I had one customer in particular who she bought brownies for her boyfriend who's a doctor, and 
she then sent me a message to say thank you. And she particularly thanks me for putting a smile on her boyfriend's face and for helping her. It was that word, thank you for helping me. Because up until that time, I think I just saw it as, I kept saying to myself, oh, but we're not curing cancer. I mean, even with, you know, giving free cakes to kids um, in Nigeria, I still do that, but I don't talk about it. Mm. Because I just, I, I, I'm really not curing cancer. I'm really not. And so I think I just thought, it's not a big deal. Um, which ironically now, with this campaign, people are pulling on that and going, you didn't, it's almost like, yeah, of course we believe you're going to do this because it's in your character. And it just speaks to, it's a sort of weird way of being consistent without actually intending to be. Mm-hmm. But people go, yeah, but when you started, you started by giving cakes to kids. So it makes sense that now you would see that the children literally in your backyard are hungry and you would say, let's do something about it because that was how you started. You started your business on the bedrock of we're giving back. That's what we're about. And so um, when she came back and said, look, you're helping, I then thought, actually, yes, I'm not curing cancer. Definitely don't have the cure for COVID, but I can make you smile in a really difficult time. I can help you connect with your loved ones during a really difficult time. And each order comes with a complimentary blush card, which is a handwritten um it's a handwritten note in this really fancy paper because again, extra. Um and also putting my good handwriting to use because my <laughs> handwriting is actually beautiful. Even yeah. though I keep joking about how I'm extra, la di la di la, I realize that my extraness and what makes me the best person really to help people feel special because I will go above and beyond. People have commented that receiving my brownies make them feel like royalty because I am extra. You know, it's the it's that inherent so you know when someone someone can see you and go like, oh my gosh, you're too extra man. And it's almost said as a derogatory thing to you. Yeah. But it's that thing is that is the fact that you are extra that means that you can produce something that is different from what is out there in the marketplace. I explained that that's about three. Um, and as more people bought and more people started saying, oh my gosh, this is really good. Oh my gosh, this is really good. Um, I started to gain the confidence that, oh, okay, maybe I know what I'm doing. Um, and then I went from being petrified every time I made one to <laughs> going, okay, I, think I know what I'm doing. Um, and then expanding the range a bit. And then more people started going, oh my God, like, what is this? What, do, what is this? What is this? What is this? And then the reviews started coming in. And then we currently have about 93 reviews on Google. And now I'm trying to get people to review cakes because it just seems like we just make brownies. But that's mm-hmm. a different story. But, you know, it was just this thing of these brownies are good. These brownies are good. And then as people purchased, the people they purchased for would come back to purchase for other people. Good. And it just became this sort of word of mouth thing where we just started to grow. And then I have like some customers who they just, you know, if anybody's having a birthday, they just come and they just get. And then I have this photographer who for everyone who signs up for her services, she sends them my brownies. And then those customers come back. And, you know, oh, it's just, that is so good. <laughs> Thank you. It's become <laughs> this thing where it's sort of, 
a lot of my people, a lot of my customers are becoming repeat, you know, they just become repeat customers and then the people that they send become repeat customers. So now I don't even know where my brownies go. I don't know who my customers are anymore, which is really sad because before, you know, with my friends and stuff, but um, it's also good. Um, but it's just, I feel as though it's now growing beyond me. Like it's no more just oh, friends and family. It's now just legit people. Like I have no clue. Right at the cusp of our Christmas campaign. I love this word. Um, <laughs> We got an order from Google for 154 boxes of brownies to be sent to their staff across. So we That's actually delivered amazing. To them. Thank you. It was really exciting. Um, I had to write 154 no- letters. Oh my god! Oh yeah, because you send handwritten notes to each of your customers. Yeah, yeah that was that was wild. My wrist was not thankful for um, that, but you know it was still great because now we have we can say. Google as a corporate um, client. And then I also persuaded my former boss because I really harassed him um, to place an order for the company as well. And then Business Launchpad came and they ordered um, for their staff. So we got quite a few corporate orders last year. All of this happened in COVID. And I think it may sound extreme, but I really do credit it to beyond, you know, outside of God and saying God's favor. But to that customer who ordered that one box and came back and said, thank you. Because if she never did that, I wouldn't have gotten out of bed and said, let's do this. Because yeah. at the time, again, I was selling two every two weeks. Yeah. So to go from that to being able to hit these numbers and to keep going and just have um, so we had the Google thing, then Reader's Digest released their gift guide for Christmas, and then they called my brownies the most delicious brownies known to man. And that is literally now what I call my brownie. Like, if you go anywhere, I'm just like, get the most delicious yeah, brownies. I'm running with this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so, yeah, you said that. Yeah, I'm running with this. And um, Reader's Digest happened to be the most, well, this is what they say of themselves, that they're America's most trusted brand. So you know that when I'm talking, I'd be like, well, America's most trusted brand means we're the world. <laughs> yeah, it all just kind of adds up, really. And then we got included in the Independence um, Best Food Subscription Guide as well. And that brought in quite a few orders for just our food, for, for the subscription package, um, which is great because people then pay you upfront for about three, six months worth of brownie. Oh, so good. I love those. If anyone's listening, yeah, order gift subscriptions. I love it. I really do. This is so great. Um, so, yeah, that's really, that's like a summary of how we grew um in covid and in the middle of that at the time i was living i had my own apartment where i had a flatmate and things didn't really work out and so i said oh you know i'll stay back but then the landlord decided to sell and so a week i was meant to move into my new place on a saturday on monday that deal fell through and so i had to decide whether i was going to go back into the rental market looking for another two-bedroom apartment or I was going to move back home with my auntie and uncle and get a commercial kitchen and I decided the latter and so moved in to this place in November which is just amazing it's a huge kitchen we have four ovens um four cookers a lot of space 
And, you know, I just keep thinking, if I had moved into a two-bed, I wouldn't have been able to fulfill the Google order yeah. because I yeah. wouldn't have the capacity. Um, I definitely wouldn't be running this campaign talking about 1,000 tins because <laughs> I wouldn't have had the capacity to do that. Let so what kind that. of marketing did you do for Good Cake Day for you to get to the point where you're now from two orders a week to now you're probably very busy and, you know, managing to do it full-time? Um, it's been a combination. Most of it has been quite organic because mm-hmm. I tend to feel as though organic could be, and I know that word sounds really annoying. Um, so I'm going to try and be as transparent as possible because I know this is one question that people ask and the answer never seems to answer it. So here's how I would put it. Um, a lot of it is really, I go on Instagram, I put up my posts and all them things. Um, but the biggest driver for me has been word of mouth. So that's the biggest part of our marketing. I've also tried Facebook marketing and Instagram. For a while, especially at the peak of the lockdown, when I think all the companies were being very generous, um, Facebook ads and Instagram ads were really, um, I had a good amount of conversions. By good, I'm talking like seven orders would come out of that, you know, like seven, six or seven a week or something like that. Okay, which is quite decent. Uh, Which is, yeah, because I'm not getting that now with uh, Facebook ads. I'll tell you that for free. Um, (laughs) So I think everyone's going like, I guess the world's still working. You know Um, what? On on the topic of Facebook ads, yeah, I ran a campaign. Because usually Facebook, like we said, Facebook works very, very well for me. Like Facebook ads, they work very, very well for me. Like my conversion rate is usually really good. But then I noticed that in November and December, they were just not hitting the same way they usually hit. Nope. And I'm just like... I think I did one where each each order was costing me about £16. I went, how much are they brownies? Are you mad? So I put up my ads. Um, yeah, I, I click them off. If, if, if the conversion is not... If it's not happening, I'm just like, I can't... Have, keep hemorrhaging money on this turn off the ad yeah. I tried Google as well but I just found that I don't know it also wasn't banging it just and and again it's not a it's not a diss on or diss of those uh, marketing channels because I think I think they do work I just haven't been able to invest the time that needs to go into um, into those channels to make them, you know, cost effective because sixteen pounds per brownie doesn't make sense. That's mm. I'm making a loss. Yeah, I haven't done the, you know, when you send you send stuff out to influencers. I've done that like twice, to be honest. Did um, it work for you? Um, the second one, actually, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, in terms of sales. And it's really weird because unless you give a discount code to them where you can track it, then you would know. What what does work for me, though, it's very free, but it took me a long time, is um, Yo Valley. I don't know if you know Yo Valley Yogurt. Yeah. So I'm listed as one of their partners on their website. So you can, they have this loyalty points called Yokens, and you can, for a certain number of Yokens, you convert it to... Um, you know, a discount with their partners, and I'm one of their partners, and that drives traffic to my Interesting, site. because I never paid attention to those jokes. I just, I just threw it away. Honestly, I threw, I threw them away. I'm just like, eh, whatever. Girl, 
I have like I probably have over I have quite a lot of yokins. I and it's one of those cliche things that they tell you when you go to networking events and you find it so annoying. But the things that actually work for me are relational. So mm-hmm. the reason that I approached Yokins and Yogurt Your Valley was because A, I love Your Valley yogurt, and I actually used the Yokin stuff. And so I was one day on the portal looking at all these companies, and I just thought, well, why can't I be? <laughs> Why can't I be here? Because I do something that, I don't know, I think is nice. I think your customers, and it was literally that. It took me over a year to get it sorted. And yeah. not because it took a year to negotiate, just it took a year to, you know, find someone and get a contact and then right. a contact. And then they tell you, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the months are passing, and then you're just like, oh, they're just like, oh, yeah, 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 that's COVID. And, you know, just me being, yeah, dogged. If I want something, I will go for it. I, I, it's, it's a bit problematic, but. That's good, though. You need that in business. Yeah. It's just maybe I should want a few more things because if I don't actually, if I don't care that much, I will let things slide a bit too much. So it's a bit of a, it's 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 a great area (laughs) yeah it really depends on how much i want it and i really wanted this and i kid you not we get i get quite a lot of hits from your valley so what then tends to happen is people would discover me through your valley and then the other marketing side is that they would like it and then they would just they would then come into this other camp of people who are just sort of repeat customers and then the people they buy for come in. So at the moment, those are my two biggest sources of income. So how and does the Yokens work? So do they get a discount and yes. then your value pays you or how does it work? No. So when they, they get a discount code, so they go, they log into their Yokens portal and then they convert that to, but there's a word for it, but let's say you have 20 Yokens, for instance. You can then go into your Yokens portal. You then cash in your 20 Yokens in exchange for, let's say, a 20% discount. That's not what they get with me, but just as an example, you cash that in for a 20% discount. Your value would send you the code that I've given them. So anytime someone buys from Yo Valley, I know because they use that Yo Valley code. Um, and we had that as well during Christmas. So some people ordered you know, Christmas hampers and things like that using the Euro Valley code. And that is free marketing, free in terms of financial financial um, cost. It cost me time, but um, I mean, it's more than paying for itself now. I'm happy. I'm like, oh yeah. So that's been my journey. But I, what I will say as well is that it's taken me time. And anytime I talk about business, I always feel like, it feels to me like this public service that I owe to people to say this stuff takes time. It does because we're in our fourth year now, right, of trading. But I got the website probably soon after I decided I wanted to do this. So give or take about six years of existing on Algo's internet. Mm-hmm. And... Um, just plugging along for a long time and you know yes the brownies took took off in june last year 
but I've existed longer than that. People have been seeing Good Cake Day longer than June last year. Um, and all these stuff counts. Even now, when I have this wild thing I'm about to work on, where I'm trying to contact someone, um, like contact the celebrity people to back the Valentine's Day campaign. This morning, I was saying to myself, well, the good thing, though, is that if they search for you on the internet, there's a lot to see. So someone yeah. can go, no, you're legit. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't know. I, to, to God who made me, I don't even remember doing this guy's brownies. Maybe he bought it on there, a fake name. But one day, I go on Al Gore's Twitter, or Jack's Twitter. And, um, <laughs> I love Jack. I, just saw, I know, right? And I just saw that my page, again, because I'm not active on Twitter, but it was like 80-something people had liked something. I was just like, what? <laughs> like, nobody knows me on Twitter. I literally just go there to hound press. That's what I use Twitter for. <laughs> Um, oh yes, and just to add for marketing, that's another thing I do. I hound the press. Yeah. How do you hound them? Where do you find them? So I started off on Twitter with um hashtag journal requests to see what the journalists are actually looking for. Mm-hmm. And then if I actually want to get their attention, I do hashtag PR request. Okay. Um, so those two things are sort of where I started. Then off the back of that. That's how I got a, I did a collaboration with YouTube, um, which was really exciting because yeah, it was just great. It was like photo shoot, video shoot, everything, shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, and off the back of that, the lady at Google really liked my story. And she then, anytime there was, well, I'm sure it's not every time, but anytime there was an opportunity that she thought I would be a good fit for, with press, she would put my name forward. So how did you get of, into, how did you get to know her? So she, because, so Google, YouTube part of Google. Of course. Yes. And, yes. Uh, so whilst it was a campaign with YouTube, the people who were running this, you know, the behind the scenes, everyone was Google. And so they then, um, because it was this big campaign for them. So whenever they were paying press to, or sponsor, I don't know what they call it, but anytime they were doing some sort of thing with the press and they needed sort of real life stories, they would contact this lady at Google or I suppose Google within themselves. She was the one who was handing it. If it came to the UK side of the campaign and it fit in well, she would then say, hey, hey, Mr. Press from Stylist, why don't you speak to this person at Good Cake Day? So off the back of that, I then got featured in Stylist, Evening Standard, The Guardian, um, did a full video shoot with The Evening Standard. Um, I think we also got something in The Independent as well. And so that was my first real exposure to the press and to see that, oh, actually this thing that seems so hard from the outside looking in isn't actually this mystic thing you can get in the press. Um, and so I started doing the whole journal requests and stuff like that to try and get featured in different places. Then more recently, there's this, um, I suppose a company called Food for Media. So I'm in the food industry. So I use food for media, but they cover different industries as well. So with them, I pay about 49, 49, 90 something a month. And that means that I, all I get 
every actually every day I get food related press requests. Okay. And so off the back of that, that's how I found out about the independent when they were calling for um, and, and readers digest actually when they were calling out for entries for their Christmas guides. And I think the independent also came to light bulb as well. Yeah. I can't remember how I found out about light bulb. It was probably on Twitter, to be honest. So with Lightbulb, it's a Facebook group and I pay five pounds a month for that. And again, with Lightbulb, you can pitch to press and you can, and the press also puts their PR requests out there as well. So those are my three prong approach to getting Good Cake Day and myself featured in the press. Um, This year, I've featured in quite a few Baker magazines and The rationale behind this is to give your brand credibility. So the independent was the first time that I saw a direct link between, oh, I was in the press and then someone placed an order. And I think if you're going to do PR marketing, because it can just feel like you're just, I don't know, if you're paying for it, it can feel like you're just pouring money out there. Um, And if you're using a PR, I don't have a PR company or PR agent. I do it myself put a box on your website so you can actually ask people how they find out about you because then you can know what's working or not. And I think even with Facebook and all this stuff, because I mean, sometimes I'm not saying Facebook was lying, but Facebook will be like, Oh yes, this sale came from us. And I'm thinking, "Mm, I had a conversation with this person myself, but okay. Okay. Facebook, you brought the sale. (laughs) You, you brought the sale. Sure, sure. It was you, Mr. Pixel. So, <laughs> I just think, you know, if you're going to, if you're really going to focus and sort of spread your, spread your marketing far and wide like I do, honestly, I throw it into the sky and I just see what works. Be able to find a way to track it. If you're going to do flyers, put a particular code on a flyer so that if anyone orders off the back of the flyer, you know, oh yeah, I did that flyer and someone paid. Um, Because otherwise you won't know where your sales are coming from. And you may be thinking that, for instance, Instagram is bringing all your sales when really it's just Johnny Glover down the road who just tells all his customers about you. Do you get what I mean? But you need to know. And if it's a person who is sending people your way, you need to know so that you can show appreciation, people show yeah. appreciation. Don't be a, mm. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, um, like, and that's how I know that your Valley is keeping me in business. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's on that for, um, for marketing. Um, I think you're very, very accurate in saying, um, the marketing question is always answered but never answered because I feel like you have actually answered it very like what's the word comprehensively like you have actually detailed as as well as you could to be honest and I feel like I've actually taken a lot from what you just said because oh, a lot of people would say things like oh you know do a lot of Facebook ads and do a lot of Google ads you know social media but I feel like when people say social media what do you mean Honey. It's a very broad statement, social media. I um, I, so I appreciate you for that. <laughs> thank you. Because I, whenever I do stuff like this, I, I, it, it is for me like a PSA. And, you know, the, the time thing, you know, just being as 
transparent as I can possibly be and say, look, this stuff takes time. Because I hear all these interviews and people are waxing lyrical and I've just side-eyed everyone like, who the hell are you lying to? Just tell me what it is because this is why people get discouraged. If they see me and they go, oh yeah, but she just started and then she landed Google. It's like, oh, but I'm not landing Google after six months. Honey, neither was I. Also, yeah. really, I don't think Google wanted what I was selling six months yeah. to business. So there is that. Um, and, you know, the second thing I like to talk about is making sure your product is banging. Now, when you hear me now just going on and saying, yeah, 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 I'm banging, I'm banging. Mm, it's taken me a long time to get that confidence. Don't get it twisted. I didn't I didn't start my business yesterday and start going, yeah, I'm the shit. Mm, no. It no, takes no. time. It takes time. It's taken me 93 people going on Google to say, you're good for me to go, yeah. Maybe I am, yeah. Maybe I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's okay. I really do. I think because now when I'm making noise, it's not it's not just like random. It's actually what's that thing we like to say? I have the receipts. Do you get ID? I can actually back it up. So if I tell you, oh yeah, most delicious brownies known to man, it isn't something I said in the kitchen. I could be like, yeah, 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 it wasn't me. It was like we just digested it, you know? And and that takes time. Refining your product to the point where a big company, quote unquote, can say, oh, yeah, this is good. It takes time and yeah. it's okay to take time. Also, you don't want readers by just trying your stuff when you just started. You don't. Because like, once it's bad, that name is kind of tarnished for a yeah. long time. You want to make your mistakes when no one sees <laughs> you. Like, <laughs> uh, yes, you want. You want to do that. You want to be that chick who ruins someone's wedding with the cake when no one knows you. When you have like 20 followers on Instagram, that's when you want to be messing up people's cake. I'm not saying go out messing cakes yet, but you will. And I'm just saying, if you're going to mess up people's weddings, do it. Do it when you have 20 followers. And of that 20, 18 are your friends. That's... that's when, that's when you want to screw people's weddings. Don't screw people's weddings when you have 8,000 followers. Are you mad? No, no. <laughs> I'm just like, we just, oh, I want to be big. No, 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 no. So I like to tell people that these things take time. And then when it comes to other questions, things like marketing, networking, all these words that always stressed me out, I like to break it down because I know how much it irritated me and frustrated me when people would say things like what you're saying, oh, you know, I did Facebook ads, or, you know, I did um, social media. Social media, social media, we're all here. We're all of this social social media. I'm not mediating. I'm not mediating. Or rather, I'm not being social. I'm heading the media, but I'm not social. Like, what are you talking about? I just feel like... Oh my gosh, my chest is so frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's like, oh yeah, I just did the ads. Like a lot of our sales come from ads. How much are you spending? The, the details, <laughs> details. What are you putting in there? What are you saying? What? You want conversion or you want visitors? <gasps> Who's your target? Like, oh tell us. I just feel like I would rather you say, what's that the politicians do? 
I prefer not to answer that. Or I plead the fifth, whatever works for you where you are. Because I would rather you say nothing than you say something that isn't helpful to me. You were talking about, um, what is it, the worst thing about entrepreneurship for me? Uh, it is the uncertainty. Mm. I like knowing that I'm getting a paycheck at the end of the month. It's a nice feeling. I believe in that lifestyle. I like it. I, 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 I believe in receiving a paycheck at the end of the month. I just think payday is a good day. It's a nice day. I don't like all this paycheck, 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 money on Monday, no money on Wednesday. <laughs> then no money for one week, and then all of a sudden it rains on Monday. And then crickets yep. till Thursday. And I, I don't know about how other people are made, but I find that whack, quite frankly. I don't believe in that lifestyle, but, you know, it is what it is. So I don't like that. But that's my worst thing about being an entrepreneur. I don't like the uncertainty. I don't believe in it. I, I personally work it towards a point where I stop having uncertainty. That's it. That's it. I yeah. just... I was joking with my cousin this morning that, you know how people go, what does success mean to you? And then they say, success for me is, you know, when I have, you know, flexibility or I have um, enough to do what I need or, no, like the success to me is when I can help the world. And no, no, no. Success to me is when I don't know the price of salts. That's a good one. I don't know. I don't know how much salt is in the market. That's that's to me. I don't know. I do not know. If you come and say, "Oh, oh, you, how much is?" So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like you want to go to the shop and be surprised. Like, dang, that's how much you are paying for milk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I I will unashamedly say that success. I do not know the price of salt. Because see, here's the thing. If I get to the point where I don't know how much salt is, it means that the other reason for success that we like to put forward, which is, you know, and for me, it would be flexibility and um, the ability to do what I want when I want. If I don't know how much salt is, that means I have enough in the bank to do what I want when I want. It means that if I want to go, if I see, oh, I go on Twitter and I see that oh, there's a problem, I can literally just go call up my accountant because, you know, I'll be having an accountant by then, someone who manages my finances. So I can say, hi, Richard or Denny or whoever is running my money or one of the people who are running my money. Because, yeah, so it's know, a whole collective, right? Exactly. I can then be like, you know, hey, guys, look, I really want us to look into this problem and see how we can make moves. See? Success. Also, flexibility. If I didn't have to wake up every day at like eight o'clock or six o'clock or whatever, it means that little Billy wants to go and have his soccer game or whatever his kids do these days. I could go. I could go because if I don't go, the world will not end. I will still eat. Billy will still eat. We will all be great. So really, the truth of the matter is success to me is when I do not know the price of salt. Because when I do not know the price of salt, everything else falls into place. Flexibility and the ability <laughs> to do what I want, when I want, comes when I do not know the price of salt. So how much is and salt? 
it is 34p and if you want and if you want sea salt it depends you can get it for one pound 55 you could also go to waitrose and you can get the malden sea salt and i think it's two pound 55 two pound 54 so i know how much salt costs <laughs> <laughs> i hope to have this conversation with you in a few years and i'll be like how much is salt and you can be like girl i don't know i don't know <laughs> How much are people paying these days? <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, girl, I don't, I don't know. I mean, last time I checked was thirty four p, but inflation. <laughs> I feel if I was to write a book, it would probably be called "What's the Price of Salt." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's coming. That's, yeah. So, where can people reach you? Where can people can find you? We are good cake day everywhere because you know I got everything. So on Instagram we are at Good Cake Day. On Facebook we are Good Cake Day, but we're not there. You wouldn't find us. Um, and um, where else are we? Twitter we are at Good Cake Day, and our email is hello at goodcakeday.com. And if you want to support the campaign, we are www.goodcakeday.com. And when you go on the website, you will just see a big heart up there um, with the gold and red, and it's called 1000 Tins of Love. So we are on Instagram, Twitter, and we have a website. Those are, those are our three most active channels. Um, we're everywhere else, but just not active. Yeah. So, so um, when does the campaign end? On the 7th of February, because that's the week before Valentine's Day. And so we need to we need time to actually go into production and get it to everyone before Valentine's because Valentine's is on a Sunday. So we need to send everything on a Thursday by FedEx and give it friday and saturday to get delivered so 7th of feb is the last day to order however i'm going to be keeping the donation open up until the 13th so people can keep donating to the campaign um, because i really want to hit that target as much as i may joke about it but like Meh! i want to hit it i want to get that fourteen thousand seven hundred meals i really really want to um because it's important, you know. Um, we currently have seven. We have enough for seven hundred and ninety-four at the moment. So I'm quite a while away from the target. But you know, no, you're getting there. You're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. All right. That's good. So I hope everyone goes on goodcakeday.com. dot com. Right? No. dot yes. dot uk. dot com and a thousand tins of love. hashtag thousand tins of love. So that was episode eleven. Where. Shinelo Awa, who is the founder of Good Cake Day. And remember the hashtag is a thousand tins of love. And make sure you order and support the campaign. The objective is to feed 14,700 people who are at risk of hunger. So it's a really, really good cause. Five pounds of all purchases of the Valentine gift set go to Magic Breakfast. Or you can just buy... The donation it's available on goodcakeday.com you can also order cakes and brownies and anything you might want that is available on the website that is goodcakeday.com let's make it possible for chinelo to not know the price of salt as usual if you'd like to join in the conversation use the hashtag who moved my back in on all socials and if you'd like to be a guest 
please send an email to who moved my back in at gmail.com and put guest plus your name in the subject and your name, business, social media handles, website, and what your business is about in the body of the email. I've been Clyde T. Tammy. I've got by that girl Tammy on all socials. I'll see you next week for episode 12. Bye.